Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Krista. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome! Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. I feel like the cadence of that was a little wrong. As always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. That was it. Okay, now today, Northern Gold is on the show. Well, three-fifths of Northern Gold are on the show. I got Jake, Bill, and Evan. Originally, this uh, episode was supposed to just be a one-on-one with me and Jake, but Bill and Evan came along too, and they were part of the conversation, and it's a really good conversation. For those of you who don't know any of those people or what Northern Gold is, they are a, uh, I don't know, an acoustic rock act? I don't know quite how to explain it. I saw them play a set. They're really good. But um, what the conversation revolves around, I guess, basically is uh, the transcendence from growing up playing one specific genre of music and uh, evolving and not maybe not necessarily maturing, but just developing into playing different kinds of music, but still holding on to what you grew up with and your roots and staying true to yourself. I guess that's what this conversation is kind of about. And that's all I'm going to say. So yeah, let's get on with it. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! Normally, I don't do this with the podcast, um, but I've noticed with any time I've had an episode with multiple guests, you kind of never know who the fuck is saying what. Right. So maybe just to get the listeners' headspace familiar with the voices of who's talking, I am obviously Brian Sykes or whatever, and we have Jake, say hi. Hello. Bill, say hi. Hello, hello. Evan. Hi, I'm Evan. Okay, cool. So keep in mind those voices, and now you'll know who's saying what if you're listening. Anyways, so the three of you play together in a musical group called Northern Gold, correct? That is true. That is very true. And how long have you been playing together? Because, I mean, this was something that pretty much came from you, Jake, right? Yeah. Your Um, headspace, and I'm sure it was, like, over time, like, a yeah. collection of songs and things that came together. So it's let's... been it's been about a year since I started writing. I would say the band came together within the past couple uh, six months. I would say Bill has been my, kind of my right hand guy for a long time. Um, I was actually showing him some of the demos that I was going through and just kind of getting his opinion on it. But he was probably the first to join. We weren't sure what he was going to do as far as instrument was concerned at first. You just knew that he was going to be involved. He wanted to be part of it. He wanted to do something. And it was something we both felt strongly about, so I was like, yeah, you're in. I'm so what do you end up doing? What are you doing? I play drums, which is ironic because I've never played drums in my life. <laughs> okay, yeah. I wasn't expecting you to say that, actually. Yeah. Um, so how's that been? It's different. It's a lot of fun. It's something that I, t- I take a lot of pride in, like an instrument that I learned how to play just to do this project, which is pretty cool for me. Um, I kind of just dove headfirst into it where you know I was looking into the gear and just watching a ton of YouTube and watching a lot of drummers and doing like their kind of uh, you know their sessions and shit and yeah watching shit that I like I like watch I like watching drummers do but never really grasped and I was like well now I need to understand how to do it so even if it was something as simple as just kind of getting like a, a triple meter and just playing a beat at 120 minutes you know beats per minute for three hours in a row just to make sure that I was tight whenever I had four or five other guys with me like that was that's something I felt like I needed to do. From the beginning, I uh, was like Jake said, I was just kind of there writing, helping to write the songs. Okay. Like, you know, just do this here, take that out, you know, 
they would be really cool if you did this vocal part or I think this guitar part needs to extend for another couple of measures sure, like, sure, sure. just little things and you know so I was kind of signed on without really knowing I was signed on just because I was <laughs> kind of enjoying being a part of you know his you know he wanted sure. an opinion he wanted a second opinion on stuff so yeah like I'm assuming Jake when you started this you were you intending on like I'm gonna put a band together or are you just like I'm a creative guy and I just want to do something uh no and yes. Uh, for the for the longest time, I wanted to do an acoustic record. Um, I mean, it was it's been years that I've wanted to do something acoustic. That was something I always felt comfortable with, and something I always just felt like came naturally. Uh, when I started writing, it just started acoustic. Like it was just an acoustic guitar in my voice, and then I started getting artsy and weird with it. Started <laughs> started adding adding in like uh, you know electric guitar and drums and bass and keys and just I just wanted it to sound as big as possible because that's the feeling that I felt um, so about the you know second or third song I was like well now I need to have a backing band uh, sure to, to follow me if if I don't it's okay because they're ultimately at the root they're just acoustic songs but having the band adds to the sound and adds to the feeling that of, of everything plus you come from playing in bands, and I feel like once you've been in a band, it's really hard to step away from that and be naked. comfortable. Yeah, and you feel it's naked just not the band. same, you right. know. I did, I did feel naked, but at the same time, it was kind of like, I'm so overworking with other people at this point. Sure, I felt really butthurt about just trying to get everyone on the same page. So I needed to take a minute to just do my own thing. Mm -hmm. But once I got there and I had the songs that I wanted, I was like, all right, well now I'm gonna. I wrote the songs, I'm going to find someone to play them, or sure. that wants to play them. It's kind of like, still your, your thing, but you're in control of it, and yeah. you can kind of just like crack the whip and assemble a team together to kind of <laughs> like make your thing happen. No, I relate right. to it 100% with right. the Sykes and the live band that I have I was going to say, together. You, you just kind of put together a live band type yeah. deal, a full band type deal for your new record, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it's like I write the majority of the stuff and then it was like, hey, let's find some people that would be willing to learn this and they can also contribute a little bit to it because yeah. I'm always open to ideas and people like adding their styles and flavors and things like that's, Five heads are better than one, right. but still, at the end of the day, it's cool because it's with a band. Sometimes there's like this like tug of war between some people mm -hmm. with like different ideas, but with this project, it's kind of like if I don't like something, axe, yeah. get it the fuck out yeah. of here. And and everybody who I'm with is like, cool, it's fine. Yeah, and that's kind of kind of the same idea. Yeah. I, I think with the four of us, you know, we've always. We actually, you know, actually one night after a rehearsal, we it was just us. We were hanging out without. Uh, I don't know where Jake was. He might have been, might have been inside or the house or you know we were outside. We were just standing there. We were talking, and and I think we all kind of came to the same conclusion at the same time. Like this is Jake's vision. We're bringing it to life. Sure. You know, this is something that he worked really hard on for a long time, and you know he wanted friends and he wanted people involved. But at the end of the day, this is Jake's vision. We're here to bring it to life. We're here to bring it a full sound to it. We're here to contribute a little piece of each of our musical input but you know at the end of the day we're here to make a record that jake uh, put the skeletal structure and the bones down on and and make it a, a real thing so. yeah so now evan let's bring yes. when did when did evan come into the picture here so Ladies. just to go through the order real quick yeah because we, we talked about bill it was bill then it was mike desmond uh who was in paper states yeah and still kind of doing a little bit with them um, then we added Nick Woods, our bass player, who we work with. Um, and then lastly, Evan, who I also had worked with at the time. Um, just kind of came out to practice, and Evan, you never really played keys with... Well, we had like a practice, just the three of us. Yeah. We like went over the songs, kind of learned it, learned a basic chord structure. Yeah. Other than that, I just kept coming to the practices and just picked up the songs right away. It cool. Just, as soon as we heard it with the full band, the having the organ behind everything just tied it all together and made it sound fuller and I was I couldn't live really without happy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like I couldn't live without it at that point so, I, sure yeah. I almost feel like that kind of went that way with, with everybody at one time or another where it was like each person came in and it was like okay this is here they showed up you know like we're like we didn't expect it to be as good as it was when it came from the first rehearsal right. or two like when, it, when that next person sat in on a rehearsal we never like, really had tryouts no but everyone's we, first 
time playing with the band was kind of everybody a just fit right. It was like in. a killed audition. You yeah. Know? yeah. So now, the um, right people. This is kind of like like a different style of music for. I know for <laughs> you, Jay. Well, I mean, you've been doing like I don't want to say softer stuff, but more like acoustic things for a while on the side, like ever since I've known you. I have, yeah. But it's... I think that what I've heard like little bits and pieces of Northern Gold, and it's definitely like on a, a different tier from what I'm familiar with, like you or Bill doing. And I'm just curious about that evolution. <laughs> it just... And is it just something that just happened? And you're like, no, this is it, um... or was it intentional? Like, <laughs> well, it was definitely intentional, but. uh for the longest time, like, I, I've grown up listening to, like, country music. Like, my parents were all about country music, and it, it kind of has a, a country twang to it, I guess I could say. But for the most part, it's, like, playing the heavy music kind of it burnt me out. I did it for, you know, five or six years. I got burnt out on it, and... Do you still listen to any type of, like, heavier music? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll still listen to it. Not as much, yeah. um, just because... I'm almost still burnt out at this point. But there, are, there are some bands that will always have a soft spot in my heart. Um, I still listen to it. I still appreciate it. But for me, it was this is something I've always wanted to do, and I feel like this is the truest form of music for me to play. Um, I'm not trying to destroy stages anymore. I'm not trying to just play something. <laughs> you know, the end of Macy, and I was I was really getting into like the you know the disgusting sounding chords and the things that like didn't make sense sure and at the end of that i was really into it and i really liked it but i was like you know what it's time for me to try to write something that sounds pretty so i wanted to do something that sounds pretty but also holds meaning for me and that's what northern gold is for me right now there's yeah. there's nights on the way to rehearsal where like i'll i'll listen to a metal record front to back like where i'm driving there <laughs> sure because i know i'm about to play the mellowest shit on earth for the next two and a half hours uh -huh. you know um, yeah so i'll like i'll <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend always says you play angsty shit before you play northern gold <laughs> i always play something real angry or i'll play like some 90s hip-hop or something like right. something completely out of whack from northern gold because it clears my headspace completely away from the rest of the world, sure. so I, I know I go into like a fresh, like, all right, this is what I'm here to do now for yeah. you know the next couple hours. So, yeah, I think we all still uh, love and adore the heavy stuff. We you know that has its place, but as far as musicians, um, we wanted to just take a step in a completely different direction and just do something for a different audience, different crowd, different scene, different people. Yeah, you know that's actually gonna be. Have you you haven't played any shows yet? Have you? We, we've gone out to a couple of things just to kind of poke our head in, like to, to put our name out there. A couple of little open mics, more prominent ones like the Thunderbird Cafe one in Lawrence. Yeah. Park. We've done things just for you know, 20, 30 people that go out and some people just sit in bar drink and you know, hang out. Some musicians are there just to, to poke their head in. Some people come out and play an open mic set. But we haven't done anything with our name stapled to it. Now, okay. You know? Okay. Um, and, and that was kind of our plan was we just want to kind of hide and rehearse for, uh, you know, five or six months and just poke our head in here and there and see what's going on. Um, but you know, we have a few contacts and like, it's, it like, it's a different thing. Like it's a, it's yeah, a, it's that's a, what I was going to get into yeah. next is actually, it's going to be really fun. I think for you guys, uh, tapping into a new scene, yeah. you know, because the scene that you're probably <laughs> used to where you came from playing shows back with Macyan in the scene that you're going to step into are two fucking completely different yeah, things. It's actually been really refreshing. Yeah. Even just doing the open mics, um, the people that come out to those open mics, not not playing them or anything, they are there for the music. Yeah, yeah. totally. And it's, yeah. it's a really cool thing. It's and, refreshing. Yeah, you know, we, we did, like Bill said, we did a couple open mic nights here and there, and the feedback was just like, all positive. It was tremendous. It was, it yeah, was awesome. We 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 just went out to basically do a, a rehearsal, but except there were people there and some, yeah, yeah. and some lights and a sound system. That's why we did it. We wanted to see what was going on in the scene, but we also kind of wanted a night where we weren't rehearsing in, in a basement and we were going out and doing it. In front yeah, of why people. not? Yeah, that's, that's what that was our, our sole intention. How does this sound? How does this translate whenever we're playing it in front of a couple mm -hmm. people? Um, and the re initial reaction we got was, was overwhelming. You know, there's, there's people like bands, bands in that scene in Pittsburgh have messaged us uh, online and emailed us. And, you know, it's, uh, it was really, uh, it was 
it, it kind of shocked me a little bit. It was a little bit heartwarming to, like, see people that are like, holy cow, you know, where'd you guys come from? Like, what, when are you playing next? Like, what are you yeah. doing? You know, that's stuff, like, that you didn't get too, too much uh, from other bands before. Like, you kind of had to work your way into that before, whereas mm -hmm. people now just kind of want to know what you're all about. It's and... neat. I've been bouncing around different scenes in the city for years because with Sykes, I've been able to just play kind of any show that I want because I never really fit in on any show anyways. Right. So I've been like seeing all of these different scenes for such a long time and it's so interesting to see how different they all are. Yeah. And the like the group of people that'll go to a show at Club Cafe versus a group of people that are going to go to a show at the Mr. Roboto Project. Yeah. It's two com what, the two totally different demographics and they they go to shows for different reasons. They take in the music for different reasons. And it's it's really cool. And I think that an advantage to not doing the weird, cordy, heavy stuff anymore okay. and maybe doing something that's more accessible is that you're actually opening the doors to play a lot more shows sure, right, sure. for a lot more people. Yeah. Which, you know... The fire hall shows with, like, you know, like, a hundred, like, 16-year-olds is, like, only yeah. cool for so long. I, I thought it's about it. It's only cool to the 16-year-olds. <laughs> our, first, our first two shows were our names kind of tacked to the event or 21 and over. You know, like, that I, that was one of the first things I thought about. Yeah. Was that, like, a, they're, they're 21 and over shows. They're like, they're, you, can't, you can't even get in. You know, there are places that are, that are bars. And so, like... That was the first big thing that hit me. It was like we're used to we were used to being at the places where there was all ages, predominantly kids younger than twenty. You know, I think Cam said in his podcast it was like you get that fork in the road, twenty and below, twenty and over. It's like uh -huh. two different people, you know. And and uh, I, there was a kid that came up to me uh, uh, probably two or two months ago or so, and he was asking about uh, Macyan, and then we were out we were outside. He was he recognized Jake and he recognized me, and he was asking about Macy, and then he was like asking about the new project. It was really funny, and he was like talking about how kids won't mosh at his shows, his band shows. And he was like, have you guys ever had that problem? And I was like, well, nowadays we kind of prefer people sitting. Like, <laughs> that's, that, that's kind of what we do now. Or we kind of prefer people getting a drink at the bar and sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the state of heavy music right now is in a really weird transition. Since I'm still playing in heavy bands and I go to heavy shows, there's all this weird sort of like safety and personal space I've, things I've yeah. that are going yeah. on yeah. and like i think the warp tour thing started that right like the big banners they had a couple years Maybe. ago they started doing like no moshing no stage diving no yeah this, no that. and yeah. it's very very interesting yeah well, I, all i can say is if Macyan were still around it wouldn't matter <laughs> no one knew what to do in our shows because sure. they just watched us destroy the stage for you know however long we played yeah i can't tell you how many times i heard uh, you guys will never play here again <laughs> over the PA after we were done. <laughs> so watch the microphone of mine, you break. Right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's a really weird thing, though. I mean, I feel like that was the connection that I had with heavy music was that the fact that I could let myself be loose for a minute. Sure. And, and the crowd lets loose. Right. Bit, yeah. Everyone yeah. was on the same page. Yeah, it's everyone so weird now to be at a heavy show. And see a room full of kids that like this aggressive music, but just want to... And that's where you run into problems. Like, hang. <laughs> and it's so weird. At like, that point, they're just edging. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I don't... I don't... I don't know, but like... What do you do? I... I don't know. What do you, just, you're putting out all this energy. And I've seen you perform dozens and dozens of times with all your projects. You know, Old Fears. Like, yeah. And you put out a shitload of energy whenever you perform. That's your thing. You're providing entertainment with your performance. What do you do when you're given 99% and you're looking out there and they're not giving one back? You have to like go 110. I mean, I, I, mean, I hate using 110% because it doesn't make sense. But I, I mean, just keep going do? because you just got to hope like maybe eventually one of these kids will break yeah. and, we'll, and we'll get it going. Uh, yeah. right. I, I wonder, though, if it's. Because we're talking, like, this is a lot of younger kids. Yeah. And kids who are 16, 17, 18 now have had a much different growing up experience than we had. It's true. It's and true. I wonder if, like, this whole, like, spending so much time in socializing behind a screen is, like, making people so awkward in public that, like, the idea of moshing or 
getting physical with somebody makes everybody feel uncomfortable because they're so used to just being but see, like in my, their own little space. My my thing with that is like, weren't we all the kind of like a little bit awkward and weird? And like, whenever we went to metal shows, that's kind of when we let loose. Like, we went to the heavier shows that we felt something. That's when we I let think loose. People are a lot more awkward now, though. Just and in it's general. Not, and it's like not even. I mean, we can. This goes even outside of music. I'm talking yeah. just like yeah, yeah. just it's like sexuality. And they just don't like know how to be contact social. with each other and people yeah. just. Yeah, if they're not yeah. if they're not typing it, they don't know what to say. It's weird. Yeah. It's really yeah. weird, and it's starting to come out in weird little ways, like through that with yeah. shows. And I hate that. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. everybody's safety is like such a big deal, and it's important. You know, I don't think that people should be going to shows and getting like kicked in the face, right. and I don't think girls should be getting pushed around no, or no. groped. Like, uh, nobody uh, wants that. But still, like a friendly mosh pit. Never did any harm. No, it's and, been going and on it, forever. Yeah, and it's yeah. fun. Yeah. You need to have a broken nose at least once. In life, <laughs> let's be honest. I think I think there's like a, there's like a limit. You know, like there is like a, a, a kind of a stigma behind it. You know, you you heard what was the uh, what band was that? Uh, uh, oh man, now I'm uh, now I'm stumbling over myself. It's one of those really heavy. The Acacia Strain. Yeah, one of the I heard that some kids died at a couple of their shows. On one of their, like, they they actually Jeez. they Jeez. fell down in the pit and they were trampled to death. You know. I, I mean, mean, that's been happening for years. That's, I mean, that's not, not saying that's cool. But that shit can keep flying. <laughs> we need to keep people moving. Now, I mean, like, that stuff happens, and that's like, oh, you're like, what a shame. You know, people went out there to have fun. But the band's on stage, like, encouraging, like, please, you know, kill somebody. Do they mean it? No. In a literal sense, obviously, they don't want felony charges brought against right. them. But, like, you know, there is a limit to it. But, yeah, I think maybe you're onto something there. There is, like, kind of a social, like, you know, everybody doesn't know what to do. But then again, like they're at a show, and well, it's why you go. Too, I don't know. Yeah. What you ha- also you have entering this phase now with we're getting into our like mid to late twenties. Some yeah. of us, you know, yeah. and our friends that still come out to our shows are in their mid to late twenties, and then there's still those like sixteen to twenty year old kids, and there's like this weird, you know. Yeah. almost five to ten year gap between some people at these shows yeah. and the kids that are closer well, not even kids the, the people that are closer <laughs> to our age might like want to mosh and stuff like that but then it's kind of weird because you know the 30 year old can't be like moshing around with like some 15 right. year old kid that's at the show somebody's parent gets pissed off you go yeah, to jail and yeah. that gets weird too right, right. Just, no it's true it's a good point it's a good point um, so, but going back to talking about killing people and music and stuff like that, <laughs> um, how has Northern Gold in any way maybe changed the way that you approach songwriting from a lyrical standpoint? Um, a lot, actually. Sure. Um, before I was, I was ultimately writing with, you know, five other guys or four other guys, I guess, towards the A group of, of people. A group mm-hmm. of, a group of gentlemen. <laughs> a gaggle, um, if you will. And, you know, I was kind of somewhat on the same page with them as far as lyric writing was go- going, but Macy's last album was, that hit home with me, in a sense, so that was the transition album for me. Um, you know, we were talking a lot about politics and <laughs> government and things like that, but on my side of things, I had a brother who was overseas serving with the Marines, and I was kind of more focused on that point, and I was trying to imagine myself in his shoes and what he was feeling and you can kind of hear that on some parts of the record but then there's parts where it's like I'm just talking about myself and what I'm feeling with my brother being overseas and dealing with my family all coming to me with you know being upset and worried Um, so for Northern Gold the whole span of the record is just me it's me talking about what I'm feeling and what what I was going through at the time and you know, that's that's pretty just much life. It. Yeah, yeah, it's just life, and it's it's a more personal thing for me. And I've always wanted to do something like that. And I, you know, and it's probably fun because you probably like with Macyan. I'm sure you got to play with vocal melodies, but maybe only in like a chorus or a bridge of a song. But right. now, like you can focus on melody throughout a song, start to finish, and right. create. Bring, I mean, I know that you've been writing songs by yourself even throughout the course of Macyan, like, I've heard them. But here and there... But still, like, your evolution as a songwriter over the years combined with having this outlet now to really be as creative and diverse as possible as you want 
through a song start to finish. Yes. Because it's probably a lot of fun. It, it's, it's great. <laughs> no, it's, I, I love, you know, we're about to release a record and I, there's not one song on the record that I'm just like, oh, I wish I wasn't releasing that. I love everything that I've done and it all speaks near and dear to me. Um, I had a lot of fun writing it. You know, some of the stuff was kind of hard to write, but at the end of the day, it's like, wow, I'm really glad I got that out there. I'm really glad I did it. And sure, like, you mean, like, hard from a technical standpoint or a personal standpoint? Just a personal standpoint. Okay. It was kind of a struggle just to, like, Now, is it hard, to, hard to write it, or is it a struggle to let yourself say it? I think that was it. I think it was more of a struggle to let myself say it, because I was so used to just, like, well, I'm going to tiptoe around it, and I'm just going to say this. Oh uh, sure, it'll fit into the song. And even if, in even in like heavier music, you can like get away with that stuff being masked by right. the intensity of everything else. And I think now it's probably a lot more naked and upfront. Because I'm assuming that you know, you're doing like this. Now, what what would you classify Northern Gold as? Acoustic, acoustic driven rock music. Okay, that's, that's probably what the best it way is. to put it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure there's like a lot of pop sensibility to it. There is so. Yeah, sure. The vocals are like up front, probably like it's a lot very, very important and very intimate. in your face and like yeah. Without the vocals, I think the vocals, uh, the intensity wouldn't be there without the rest of the band. Sure, sure, sure. So I think the but I mean everything as a, is important as the other thing. But like as songs, if these all are rooted as acoustic songs originally, yes. Um, then I think that obviously like your guitar parts and the vocal parts are probably what are pushing yeah, these songs that's, that's the core together absolutely yeah, yeah that is the core there and uh, to hear them just acoustic and vocal sometimes maybe a little bit more um, intimate than hearing them with the band and mm. that's kind of how I intended some of them to sound but once we put the the band together and everyone started adding in their own little two cents it's like it became this completely different thing, and well, it's like really, it's gonna be really cool to come out and see a live show. It's whenever be different from the record, and the cool thing about it too is that you could still, since this is your thing, and this is like how I am with Sykes, mm -hmm. is that I could play shows with the band, but if I want to uh, be able to take advantage of as many opportunities as I can, and if I get an opportunity for a show that might not be good for a full band, or if everybody else can't play. I could still fucking do it anyways because exactly. the core of the music is me. Exactly. I don't and need the band. It's great to have the band, but they don't always need to be right. there. So you'll be able to push Northern Gold if you want as much as you want. And that's that's all I want. I just want to push this project. This is this is it for me. This is what I've been working for or towards for so long. And it's funny because we were actually kind of talking about that today. Just like. You know, if the acoustic show pops up and I want to do it, I should probably just do it. And yeah. I, I haven't really put much thought into that at that point. I mean, uh, you could even, like, down the road, release some of the songs acoustic. Yeah. Like, like and the people eat that fucking sides. shit up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think what's funny is basically, <laughs> Jake, Jake started with one concept, and we ended up with two others as the offspring of that. We ended up with a full rock band, which, you know, we've been told, you're loud. When you guys play, you're loud, you know. Yeah. And but like not in a bad way. It's just loud. Like we have a lot going on. It's it's a it's a rock band, and we ended up with Jake, where he just sometimes stands alone with his acoustic guitar and sings, and just him in a room with his acoustic guitar. And from the beginning, it was just like him starting to write like that. But then he like yeah, you mentioned earlier in the podcast, it was like he was just kind of throwing little things together. We ended up with two things out of that. We ended up yeah. with some two things we didn't know were going to happen. You know, Jake with an acoustic guitar by himself like changes the song from what he wrote originally a year ago. And now us with a full band changes the song. Yeah, totally. A year ago. It, it's, it's pretty cool to hear it from, from all angles. Um, it's, it's different. I mean, What's the name of the album? The Heart Was Heavy. Okay. Which I don't know if you caught that reference at all. No. Uh, Cam's first band was called The Heart Was Heavy. Oh, really? And with Cam moving away and Cam being the, mo uh, the reason that I'm here in Pittsburgh... I just figured it'd be a really cool yeah, I did, I ode did. to Cam. To no, that's awesome. I don't think I knew that was the name of his first band. The first, I just remember, what the fuck was Macyon called before Macyon? The Heart Was Heavy. Was it The Heart yeah. Was Heavy? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I think it was And The Heart Was Heavy. I think that's uh, what it was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the, yeah no, he's and right. The, and The Heart Was Heavy with an and in front. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I knew it was, okay, so that was, okay. Yeah, um, I mean, but ultimately, like, 
that actually fits into the album completely too. So totally, it, it, it ties it all together. It's like the perfect. It's the cherry to the top of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, did Brett record your album? I smoke and crack. Yes, he did. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the stuff that I heard, the stuff that he played me. Yeah. When he was here, but I couldn't remember. I was. Yeah. I can't keep track of all this uh, shit. So you recorded the album with Brett. That was just. And like, I know that that was actually something pretty different for him too. It was, and but when I asked him the dude, it was kind of like a no-brainer. It's like, okay, if anyone listened to the last Macy's album, it was like our masterpiece. I feel like everything was perfect on that album. Did Brett do that album? Yeah. Okay. A lot of it was. A lot of it, like you know, I owe that to Brett. Like he captured everything. He understood what we were going for. So when it came time to do an acoustic album, I was like, uh, well, I'm going to go to Brett. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Like, I understand what he does, and he understands, like, what I'm going for most of the time. So, um, It's important to have, like, a good working relationship with a producer and somebody that also can contribute creative things if you're in a bind or if they just hear something that they think could be cool. Right. You know, like, hey, like... And it, it, check this out. As always with Brett, like I, I did the home recordings, like the demos, and I gave those to him to listen to before I actually went in there. So when I went in there, he already had ideas, which was awesome. And it was like a no bullshit work through. It was just like, here's what we're doing. Boom, 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 boom. Go through the songs. We had live drums, tracked everything live. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, I would have really liked to have been there for some sessions. Like, well, just because yeah. like, the two of you are like really talented people so it'd be really cool to like see you just like working together and like without like any whining just like i think this should be like this and then like was, somebody's like yeah totally and then really like funny. you just do it it's really <laughs> it's funny like, though because uh me and bet me and brett are like uh both pretty quiet too yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, uh going into the studio is like he already had the mic set up he's like they're all set up i was like all right <laughs> go in and just start tracking and like just banging yeah, out just songs do it. like and we didn't really say much, and at the, at the end of the, the song, he's like, yep, yeah, that was good. <laughs> <Just like everybody. laughs> so uh, we kind of flew through it, and then towards the end of it, that's when we started getting into details, and that's what so I, I wanted. When you when you first started working with Brett, like on this, did you know that you were going to have like this whole big picture, or was it as you started recording did like more ideas start to come up as the process was moving along? So I did the demos. I had five demos done and um all the sounds were there every, that's what i wanted but i couldn't get into the studio with brett for like almost another eight months so i ended up writing two more songs actually two and a half we'll say um and everything was already demoed out but once i got there he kind of helped polish up the sound and make things a little bit more true uh i guess i could say it for better or worse true words. like it's just like like set in stone okay like i was i was kind of unsure about this part like transitions like, and structures all, or all the like structures that? were done it was more or less like the instruments like okay do you, you think made this parts make more here? sense yeah like yeah. maybe something that you had on guitar like that might sound better with an organ right or right. that kind of shit or you know this needs to come up this needs to leave the front but yeah Ultimately, he, the final mixes, he did a great job with because it's just, you can really hear the vocals and the guitar and those lead the mix. And That's what I was else, talking about before. Everything else yeah. builds around it and it's like, okay, well now I can, you can hear kind of both parts, but not really. You don't hear them separately, you hear them all together, but it all makes sense at the end of the day. So, um, but yeah, everything was kind of figured out before we went in and then he threw in his little two cents here and there and it. It always helps whenever you know exactly what you want to do and you can figure it out. Because, I mean, through, like... Because you've been recording and demoing yourself for years. Yeah. And I'm in the same position. Right. It's like, this album that... The last album... Well, this album I just finished. Right. Before I even started it, I was like, okay, I know what I have to do, when I have to do it, and just it was very meticulous and methodical. And it just was like in place just for, all fell in for me the demoing process started out with just the guitar and the vocals and then i would build songs around that so you know i'd be working on one song and i get bored with it i'd open up another and be like yeah. oh well here's the lead and i'd be like all right i'm done for the night okay. so i never really 
sat down and just said, this is what the song sounds like. Oh, yeah, well, I didn't do that either. I mean, I'm talking, like, I went through a demoing process as well. But whenever it came time to finally, like, oh, we're we're doing the album now. Like, time to start recording. Like, everything was kind of... The weirdest thing with all of that is that as I was recording the album, the full band had finally came about. Yeah. So things we were doing at practice, I actually ended up working into the album. Okay. Little pauses, little things. So things like then started to change. Right. Right. And Desmond actually played a couple leads on the album, which was cool because I was on the demos. I did all the, I did everything. And to have him put his part on it was really cool. But I was taking parts from everyone. I was taking parts from stuff that Bill was playing. I had another drummer play the the actual album because Bill was still fresh to the game. I mean, yeah, I wasn't learning how to play drums. <laughs> he was not ready to, to yeah. track an album, I nope. don't think. By yeah. any means. Nah. He knew how the album went, but yeah. um, I just took parts from every everyone. I, I took parts from, you know, Nick's bass playing and threw that in there and I think Evan was the last part of it and I don't think I joined until pretty much the album was done. Yeah, well, but that's joined. how we got the key tone though, because we got yeah. the, we got the organ and the keys back, and we were yeah. like, "No, that's not right. Uh, that needs to be more like the tone we you use." So, so like we changed that after the fact in post production. Even though I, you know, wrote and recorded a lot of it, um, I think everyone in the band still has their two cents on the album, sure. which is great. Uh, they helped me discover sounds that I would have not heard on my own. That's what's cool about working with other people is because like yes. it's i mean you know it could be a nightmare right yes <laughs> but if you have the right people it could be really good you know i think music is about collaboration it's, and getting together and just hard. you know that's again like more, more heads are two heads are better than one that right bullshit no, yeah yeah and Great. Someone sees red, someone else sees black, but somehow it makes like this beautiful, crazy thing. Sure. But, you know, if we want to talk about art and like that, <laughs> let's not get into that. Um, I think we said earlier too, like the beauty of us is that we don't have an exceptional musician in the band. Like we don't, we don't, we don't have anybody in the band that's super, oh, yeah. that's super good at playing uh, music or their instrument. But we're we have a lot of fun playing together, and we like what comes about. Well, yeah, you that's what what's I mean? most and, important is that it could all gel together yeah. and be be good and be good live the other good thing about i think your style of music is that it translates a lot better live than playing in like a heavy band agreed um because at least particularly with like the stuff that macian was doing so much of that sound in air quotes Mm -hmm. relies on heavy post-production and processing, mm-hmm. and it never sounds that That's heavy funny. live unless, you know, <laughs> it's a huge show in a huge venue with, you know, gigantic speakers and some sound guy has been working the board for three decades <laughs> and knows what the fuck he's doing. But, you know, you try to take that into one of those fire hall shows and their fucking PA is like a cell phone speaker on a tripod practically and you're like this is gonna sound like shit yeah. and it always does because it it's never as thick it sounds like and hell. it sucks yeah, but like with what you guys are doing and other more just rock bands who record stuff with you know no triggers and all this stupid right. silly shit no bullshit son. you know you can have an album that sounds like a live performance because your album is practically a live performance. Right. And, uh, well, yeah, that's perfect. I mean, that's the perfect way to put it. It's towards the end of Macy and we were going for that organic feel, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, this shit is polished. It sure. It's good. And now I find myself not tone searching as much as I was. With Macy and I could never have the right tone with my guitar rig live. I was always like adding pedals or taking uh, pedals there's out. There's always... And just trying to find like the perfect tone is like, this is never going to happen. And heavy music is hard because when you're working with distortion, you're always walking that line between rad and cheesy. Right. Right. <laughs> but with like rock and like a lighter distortion or just like clean channels. Yeah. I mean, like you need to be like a real fucking guitar nerd to like like, pick apart, like, the tone on, like, a basic rock album. Right. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be good at it. I mean, I think that it's, like, a lot more, like, and it's a lot less focused on what amps are you using and blah, 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 but maybe more, like, well, focused on, like, pickups and funny. pedals. It's funny, because that's where Desmond comes in. Desmond is the largest 
pedal nerd biggest I know. Tone, he is. Biggest tone guy He ever. is a tone freak, like, in and out. And uh, it was funny, like, when we went to go do the record, he brought his rig with him, but he ended up using mine more than anything. So, like, now when we play out live, everything sounds like it does on the record, and it's like, oh, there we go, that's perfect. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's what I wanted anyhow. That's why I have the gear that I have. And um, For me, though, I play an acoustic guitar now, <laughs> which is really kind of weird I, I so are you playing acoustic guitar in the band yeah okay so let's like let's run this down so we got you're doing like acoustic guitar is it like an i guess an electric acoustic yeah I have a okay in it. um and then you got keys and then you got a drummer and then what a live like electric guitar and bass electric bass yep so that's the that's the band that's, okay that's the band and, all right uh, we're uh we're actually uh, working, there's a, a female vocalist, a friend of ours who did a track on the record, and uh, we have uh, another friend of ours, two female vocalists that are working with us right now, doing some backup percussion and backup vocals oh, very for cool. our upcoming performances. So, they are uh, not a staple of the band, but they are uh, good friends of the band and, and very talented voices, so they're going to lend their talents to us for a couple shows. So. No, that'd be awesome, yeah. if you can do it. I've never done it, so I'm going to try it's, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is it's, there. it's all an adventure. If you have, like... That's the, that's like, you know, if you got, like, something extra in the cabinet, why not make it? That's the cool thing about this band <laughs> is there are no boundaries anymore. Uh, there's no, like, well, that's not well, there's, what, that's not what a post-hardcore band would do, so let's not do that. Or yeah, So I mean, many bands have done that. Let's there shouldn't be boundaries on anything. They're, technically, there's never boundaries on music. There's just boundaries right. on the people that you're working with. Right. Yeah. So, I know, yeah, and that's, that's where music is... I don't know, we can get in this discussion all day, but music ultimately at the end of the day is an art form. And sure. I got in this discussion the other day with someone at work about how their guitar players are sloppy, so they're not good. And <laughs> I just wanted to lose. I was like, they're sloppy, but the music that they're making is still beautiful. Like, they're still Who are making we talking art. about? Just like... Uh, <laughs> is it, oh, is this like a, a local band or something? Or? No, we were talking about like a sign, like a, a big band. Someone that, you know, just... They're sloppy guitar players, but okay. I, I I love that stuff. I love the little mess ups and everything. And, sure. And I mean, you're only human. Going into the the recording the album, you know, there's a few things that at the, it's weird because at the same time I'm a perfectionist. There were a few things that stood out to me, and it was like, oh, that sounds kind of funny. And the more I listen to them, I'm like, I love it. Let's keep it. So. Um, yeah, it's. I think that I there's always that the first time you hear something that you did, you're looking at it through really fucked up lenses. Like yeah. a microscope. When yeah. I got all of the vocal tracks back from tracking the Greywalker album that we just did, mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, I sound like fucking like an idiot. Like <laughs> this sounds so bad. And now when I listen to it, I'm just like, it's fine. Uh, it's, I don't know why I was so stressed about it. I think that it's just like. In my head, I have this certain vision of what it's supposed to sound like, it's, it's, but it never does. I think it, the first time you listen to a record back that you were a, a part of, you hated the first time, no matter what. I don't even, know. I don't know if you've always felt that way, but like the very first run through is always like. I don't know if it's so much hate, but it's a lot of like you're skeptical. You're, you're sketchy as fuck. Like, you don't yeah. give it a good chance. You don't give it. You don't give it a fair chance. You're already already ready to judge something. It's on even it worse listening. though if you do the demos yourself at home oh, and you have yeah, everything yeah. set out you're, in stone. You're like, this is how it's gonna sound, but better. And then you go there and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. not how it's not bad at all. And it's so, like, you don't realize how much time that you give yourself when you're tracking by yourself right. versus going to a studio and doing something with somebody. And now you're not necessarily under the gun, but you're kind of under the gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you mess up three or four takes by yourself, you don't really think about it. You do it with somebody else engineering, and then you start feeling some type of way, and you're like, ah, fuck, sorry, man. And, like, all that doubt starts creeping in your right. head, and then you start getting yeah. all stressed out. That's why I liked working with Brett, though, because Brett always knew when I was, you know, doubting myself, and he knew that I was inside my own head. He would, you know, we'd, he'd say, all right, let's take a break on this song, let's go to something else, and then I'd end up banging out another song, and then we'd sure. go back to it. So. That's why I like working with Brett, though, because he, I feel like he understands how I work, so. Yeah. That's, uh, going was, all the way back <laughs> to where we started, that's, was, that's um, why. Was, um, the Macy album that you did the first time working with him? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we tried to work with him uh, album before that, but he was just so busy. Okay. Yeah, the album before that, didn't you like? Was that the one that you recorded like? We did that in our house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had a guy come in and do it, but we did that out of our house. We did live drums. We did everything in the basement of the house. And yeah. It was cool, um, but it it didn't capture what we were going for exactly, hundred percent. But still, I feel like it stood up pretty well. So. Mm-hmm. So now, are you still writing music? Like are you like, or are you just t- taking a break from writing to focus on getting these songs down and starting to play? No, my actually my main focus is is to just keep writing. Um, we wrote a tune in the middle of practicing songs from the record. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> it just out of out of kind of he brought like a a basic idea one night and we all just kind of played a part and yeah and, and it became a song that we play every set now. Like we luckily the guys that I have in the band are so willing to help out and do the other stuff that I'm not good at and I suck at. Like what? As far as like booking shows and oh, okay. like getting stuff ready for the album. Like when it came down to it it was like Bill Dude. played a huge part on getting all you know, all the stuff together and I had the final say so in designs and things like that and I just paid for it. But <laughs> like, yeah. For the most part all I do is I just try to write music yeah i wish that that's one luxury that even now i have a band of people working with me that i don't have well i mean it's been like it sucks (laughs) because my output is so um like staggered Mm -hmm. because as a result because there's only so much time that i have in a day and i can only do so much and if i'm responsible for everything i know it just slows the fucking process down it does which is a fucking bummer like i was listening to the the first recorded demos like of the my album mm-hmm. in fucking December December motherfucker mm-hmm. and like now now we're in May and it's like okay well like okay now the album's done and I'm not gonna have physical product until August well, that's eight months <laughs> if you would have told me then I know you're struggling. I would have fucking jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> I finished I finished writing my album in I think August. Of last year, and it's, just the other day, I got the physical copies finally. Yeah, I finished recording in January, and I haven't. Had I mean, I guess it back. just takes time, you it know. Does. And it's just it depends on cr- how big of a production and how many things you have going on. The you know. Sure, at least, like it seems like you're really happy with how your project has turned out, I and I'm also like, I know. I, I feel seen, like I've seen your videos. I feel like I made like I've done something. No, I'm it's really, like, I'm really excited to, to, you know, actually hear. Sykes and the New Violence and looks like an actual band because I remember a couple of years ago me and you worked on some stuff yeah and we we had we started working in like actual instruments and yeah you played guitar on my <laughs> album and right. Travis Orban played drums right that was awesome so, yeah uh, it's it's cool to like finally see you have a band that's gonna do that for you because I mean I would have done it anyway. it took a, a really it <laughs> took a like a, it's, it's it took a really long time to yeah. get it to make it work to find the right people. Yeah, because like even in I think like I found people, but everybody is involved in other projects, and right. it's just. But sometimes it's a good thing. Time, time. and it's, it's not like I don't have other things to do, anyways. Yeah. I'm always kind of involved in other projects. As yeah. Well, so, so, but it, so I guess that that doesn't help the <laughs> right. whole like process as well. It's just like you know, like what I what I compare this to a lot is you know when you're going somewhere. And, like, say you're going to, like, a big city or something, and you get to that point where, like, you see the skyline. Like, oh, I could see New York now, but it still feels like that, like, remaining time till you actually get there seems so long. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, That's where I feel like I'm at now. As like, soon as you see New the York, skyline, there's, like, another half hour yeah, drive. The skyline <laughs> is in my sight, and I'm just looking at it, and I don't feel like I'm getting any closer. You know, I'm just, yeah. like, stuck in traffic. It's like yeah. a, Waiting to get there. It's like, it's oh! Like you're on a treadmill, man. I mean, like, when you're, like, on your way there, you know, like... Take your time, you know, <laughs> the rest stop, you know, it's not a problem. You're just like taking the scenic routes. But now that I'm there, right? the city's in my vision. I just fucking want to get there. I'm about Once to... you're done writing that album, you want the immediate copy of it. Like you're just, yeah. I want it now. I'm there, done. there was a moment like, uh, like two months ago when uh, Nick, our bass player said it. He was like, is this what bands do? We just sit and wait now? Like, <laughs> yeah. I said that. It was like, it was like, I was like, yeah, you know, man, the record's going to be finished up soon and we're going to play a couple shows and we're going to do it big. We're going to have a lot of fun. He's like, but what, what till then? Like, what, what now? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, yeah, I it's, it's a, a lot of, like, 
hype and bullshit. Because like, mm. right now, um, not to cut you off, no, that's fine. I'm sitting on like we finished the Sykes album's done, and that's getting like that's in its production. But the Greywalker album's done too, so I'm going through this process with two albums right now. I couldn't do it, and it's a little much. It's like yeah, you're a dad a to two different women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. When, when they're both gonna... expecting children. <laughs> right, on the Jesus same Christ. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, totally. This one's going into labor. I hope this one does. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to be at two different hospitals. I don't know. Holy shit. That's so perfect. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Good call. That's what, I, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the um, you have the CDs now. When is the CD coming out? The CD will be released on May 31st online. It comes out everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, our Bandcamp page, everywhere you can get it. Google Play, pretty much any format you can get it on on the web. Um, and then the CD release show is June 3rd at Club Cafe. And I will have the physical copies there purchase <laughs> cool and um uh, i don't think i'm going to sell them beforehand a lot of people have been asking about them but no tell them what's going on dude make them, them wait come to the fucking show let them edge a little bit you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah that's that's the plan for the record right now uh we, you know, we've been dropping a song uh, every friday of this month of may um okay uh in anticipation for the record we did cool. a, a lyric video with a song with our friend sam uh doing a duet with jake on it called flowers in bloom that uh, released last week i didn't uh, even see that uh it's on the web jesus Check. christ um, yeah that that song is out there uh our single from the record released first that's on spotify and itunes that song is called holding on and then this friday uh which i don't know when this pod comes out to the web but uh We'll have one more song out before the record for May 31st uh, that releases this week. So Cool. I was just going to ask about videos and things like that. Any music video plans, any of that kind of stuff? Later in the summer, yeah. Yeah, that was, um, I was hoping to have a music video out before the album dropped, but things happened. And it, it just, the time frame so much fit. to do. Uh, I also, not sure what I want to do for the music video yet. Not sure. If, it's hard. What song I want to do. Know, do you want to do a... Uh, performance video do you want to do a story video do you want right. to mix it you know you start talking about stories like <laughs> it's really easy you're walking that fine line between rad and cheesy again right. it's like metal guitar yeah. tones yeah so uh, especially if you're working with like some music that's like personal right. you want it like to be represented properly otherwise exactly. like you're gonna feel bad about it um i think the music, uh, music video is a conversation we've been having for like three months now it's really hard now. it's just but something it's just the best do you have battle. anybody like who is gonna like do like direct and stuff for you um our good friend justin boyd is the one he actually shot we have a promotional video out right now that kind of just shows how the band comes together okay he just talks about it and kind of shows some like quick shots of the studio okay so you um, have a video somebody that's experienced in it working yeah. with you that can contribute some ideas hopefully it's so you don't have right. to like no, pull John, your hair out trying to be like you know like justin boyd is uh awesome he's top notch hire him <laughs> yeah he's great um and uh, he's on board with whatever we're doing uh we just gotta kind of set up date because he's busy he's a guy yeah he, he, he's one more guy too like just along the lines of the band that just kind of saw the vision from the beginning when we said we kind of want to do like a, a three to four minute video just a short of like some studio footage and us talking about the band and because it's a cool experience and, and we wanted to do it and he got it I where's mean, all that stuff at do you have like a youtube channel yeah, set yeah. Up? you can find a northern gold youtube channel okay the, so you have a youtube yep the mini doc is and uh, you have a band camp and we have a band camp i'm gonna put the links to all this stuff in the in the conversation cool. so for anybody that gives a shit yeah. they can yeah. they can scroll down and click the if link you, if you search sure northern you give gold, a shit if you search northern gold on youtube you'll get a lot of like old men panning for gold and like, <laughs> you, 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 you will you will get that uh but if you search northern gold the making of you can find our mini studio doc and if you search flowers in bloom that's one of the tracks off the record so that's up there yeah. i'm on spotify for the first time yeah, too, on which spotify is big, big deal yeah i'm getting ready to do put Sykes on there for the first time. It's a big well, it's pretty man. cool. It's, it's pretty cool to it, be able to like stream your own song wherever you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, you haven't heard my music yet? Yeah. It's on Spotify. <laughs> I was just so pumped about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just really excited to finally have this thing done. Not that it's like been a burden, but it's just been like something I've sure you get to, for so long on. 
share it with the world and like you know now whenever people are like so what's been up you're like this is what's been up yeah, nothing here's, just this here's a <laughs> slides record across the table and yeah it with fingers right so yeah. uh, i'm uh you know it's it's funny too because people are like especially my parents they have been such a huge support when it comes down to like this music but when it came to Macy they were like oh that's good yeah. I just uh, I wish you that's would sure they don't give a shit yeah I wish you wouldn't <laughs> scream so much and it's like, okay well here, here's this and now they I'm sure they that, what was like their reaction the first time you showed them stuff they were <laughs> they had the the fake smile on their face like they were confused and it was well, they're like waiting for it to get crazy Oh, the, the new stuff? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, okay. Actually, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I, I was I thought like, you were talking about Macy. No, that, no let's, let's talk about Macy. Okay. Yeah, what was the reaction the first time they heard Macy? <laughs> um, Proud of a D student because he tried. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> did they ever come to any shows? Uh, my dad did, yeah. Oh, actually, no. My mom, my whole family came out to a show, uh, one of our CD releases, but that was probably <laughs> the last one that they came to. Uh, All right. So I, would, no- I would always like be like, why don't you come out to a show? They're like, yeah, my car is broke. Uh, <laughs> really? Your car's been so, so, broke for three years? The cat died twice this month. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Now, Northern Gold, the, the first time you showed stuff, them that. Uh, it was like... It was the first time I got straight A's on a report card. Sure. <laughs> it was insane. Um, my mom's eyes, like, lit up. She's like, well, finally you're doing something, you know, that sounds good. And it's like, oh, well, I guess everything else I did been working hard on for the past year. That <laughs> just sucked. Thanks, Mom. But, uh, no, they, they love it and they're supportive of it. And it's really cool because, you know, they've been pushing me to do you know, acoustic music or country music and things like that. And not to say the record's country by any means, but there are some parts in it that you can really hear, like, a country twang, and it's like, you know, they've even said it. You know, they've listened to country for years, and they've said, you know, that's, now that's good music. And it's like, <laughs> to hear that coming from your parents is yeah, like, yeah, I was going to say, how does that make you feel? It's pretty cool, yeah. I guess. Uh, what, what's kind of interesting about it is when you're younger and you're playing the, the louder stuff, the post-hardcore stuff, it's like, I don't really care what my parents say, because that's half the reason I'm doing this. It's, right. my, sure. it's my thing. Right. I'm young. I like doing this music. It's what my friends do. It's what the bands I love do. It's what I like to be a part of. Uh-huh. When you grow up a little bit and you get a little older and you have parents, or you're, excuse me, you have music that your parents can appreciate and listen to with you, you're like, that's pretty cool. Like, that's pretty cool that I did something that generations ahead can actually enjoy and appreciate. Yeah. So. And once again, a lot of people can appreciate this yeah. this music rather than, you know. And I think that, you know, niche. It, I think that there's a, as you grow older and you become more uh, just like mature as a songwriter, I feel like when we were younger, there was this sort of like a, I need to like be real over the top right. and impress people. And it wasn't even like, you weren't even writing a song to write a good song. You You're just trying how... to like have like a good part. Like, I want to have, like, this cool, heavy part, and the other stuff doesn't matter as long right. as you get to this part. And But now, I think it's kind of just like, I just want to write something that's, like, really just good. Basically, you had trouble using your words. You didn't know how to express yourself, yeah. At, yeah. I think, at a younger age. And, you know, you just did that by either playing heavy parts or breaking things, or whatever. Loud over, yeah. <laughs> over the top, not and, uh, just getting feels faces. And this is... I'm not trying to be over the top. I'm not really trying to impress anyone with this. It's just music that I wanted to write and things that I felt that I needed to write. So that's the record. I mean, it's, I said it in the, in the mini doc. It's like a journal, and that's the best way I could put it. And if if you could time travel and give yourself a copy of the Northern Gold CD, say oh like man. in like 2009, okay, how do you think Jake of six years ago would react to Northern Gold? I would have listened to it, for sure. I would have listened to the whole thing. And then I would have... Take this back to the future. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, have you ever been the guy, like, someone has handed you a CD, like, check this out. Like... That's what yeah. that's what future. You act like you were standing outside a mall and was right. soliciting no, that's, that, that's what how I imagine future Jake would have presented himself to me. Hey man, you're cool. Why don't you go check this out? You're a creepy old guy with a beard guy. Get away from me. Um, Does all of 2015 smell like liquor? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, 
think uh, younger Jake always had a soft spot for this style of music and knew that he wanted to do something with it. Well, now I'm talking in third person here. <laughs> um, I knew that I wanted to do something with acoustic music. I just didn't... It took me a while to find the sound. I guess that's that's about it. Um, sure. I would. I probably would have been impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I've impressed myself on this on, on the album, and I don't know. It's a it's a cool thing. Definitely. I've I've never had a band to push me so much yet. I've been the sole core of the band. Like I feel like. I push myself, but also then having these guys, they push me even further. Yeah. So that's that's like yeah, that's the a, that's support system. Thing. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. It's it's such a weird thing to have that, but definitely. I think that's about it. Yeah. I want to thank all of y'all for coming over. Thank all you so much for having. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was awesome. You know, wish you guys nothing but the best, and I will thank see you. you at the show. All right. <laughs> Thanks and for having us. You're welcome. And uh, the mouse, sometimes this mouse gets backwards and then I go to use it and I'm like, oh my god, everything is fucked. It's a confusing looking mouse. And. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for sticking around. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Jake, Bill, Evan, all solid dudes. You know, band's really good. Please go check them out. And make make it to that CD release show if you can. All of the links are on the Bandcamp page in the description for the episode to like their page, check out their music, check out the events coming up. And, you know, it's worth it if you're into this kind of music. And, yeah, I don't know. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. I am Sykes. Start the beat, 2015. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.